Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Tuesday Tips brought to you by the Hunt, Lift, Eat podcast. We got a new... Fuck. I, I, don't, I should have prepped my, uh, my intro here. <laughs> we got a new one. Oh, yeah. Here we go. We got a new topic for you guys this week that we haven't touched on yet, but uh, it's really important to everybody, especially anybody who uh, takes care of their fitness and health regime. Um, we're talking recovery this week, and I got a couple experts here uh, from different facets of, of the fitness life. Um, thought we'd bring them in and ask them what they do to recover, especially after really tough uh, competitions or, you know, at the end of training sessions or anything in between. Um, so we got coming at us from the great state of Planet Texas. We got Ben Stevens. What's going on, man? How's it going? Glad to have you on, man. The CrossFit yeah, Wolverine himself. Fresh <laughs> off uh, fresh off a competition. Yeah. yeah, for two days of hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So recovery is going to be uh, paramount in your mind coming off that competition. Yes, 100%. And then we've got a frequent flyer around here. We got Ariel coming back. How are you, Ariel? Yeah. <laughs> frequent flyer uh it's good good to be back it's uh nice to see some new faces out here too yeah it is for sure um and i know recovery we were talking briefly before we came on recovery is important uh yeah often easily neglected yeah a little little neglected i mean i'm not not as young as i used to be so uh kind of feeling it these days so yeah (laughs) yeah i feel that i definitely feel that and then uh Coming at us from the Great White North, we got Joel Cote, Mr. Alberta himself. What's going on, man? Howdy doody, people. I'm doing good. <laughs> good. Well, we brought the pros on, and uh, we want to hear it from y'all first. So uh, why don't we kick it off? We'll give a nod to Planet Texas. Ben, why don't you kick us off tonight and kind of tell us briefly about your competition and then uh, and then roll into your recovery tip for tonight, Ben. Okay, so yeah, my competition over this past weekend was it was actually a master's competition, which is uh, 35 plus in CrossFit, um, and they break it in you know five year increments, which is pretty impressive when you get to see some people out there that are like in their 60s and 70s still doing competitions and doing rowing like crazy, doing bar you know squat cleans, thrusters, chest to bar pull ups, and those kind of things at, at that age and it's one of those things where you're not going to get there unless your recovery and um, like tissue mobilization, that kind of thing are in the right place, which it's kind of funny when you go to these type of competitions where it has the older crowd, rather than the competition we go to, like with the RX divisions where you got 20 year olds, everyone gets there about two hours more early on these competitions because everyone's got to stretch more because obviously the older you get, the more tighter you get and so on and so forth. So the, the foam rolling, the activation, the bands, um, I mean, it just becomes more and more important with, with, uh, with all of us in this, in this league as we get older in CrossFit and, and then Olympic weightlifting or any other sport, it goes for that. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, if you want Olympic weightlifting and, and really weightlifting in general and, and fitness to be part of your journey long term, you know, not only recovery, but warming up is a key component of that, right? I'm, I'm rapidly approaching the age of 30 and my knees and my lower back don't feel the same as they used to. So, uh, you know, I hear you, man. That's, that's, that's good to hear. So what do you got for us, uh, this week, Ben, what's your recovery tip? 
So my big recovery tip is you always, you don't just jump like you said. You're not just jump right into a, a weightlifting or, or uh, even cardio for that matter. It's always you have to have some tissue mobilization, which most people think the best thing to do is foam roll for like 30 minutes before you work out, which is actually, you know, not the case. You want to just a foam roll. It should only be a matter of minutes, you know, just to kind of get it barely activated. And then I'm big on the active mobilization where you, use of bands, um, where you're actually doing movements, like you hook it onto the rig, like your pull-up bar. And there's different isolation movements, like with arms. If you're doing arm workout that day, isolate the arms and get those moving with uh, different movements with the bands. And as well as the thing we have at the gym, it's called crossover symmetry. I don't know if you all have heard of that before. It's um, these bands that are coming different, uh, TheraBands, which used to be popular back in the day as well. And that's what you use. There's different mobilization aspects of it to get your scapular and all the different tiny muscles in your shoulders, um, chest, everything warmed up prior before you go in overhead with any movements, which makes it more important as you do get older. And it's just that active stretching rather than the stagnant stretching that I'm big into, into doing. Yeah, I think that's really important. And for, you know, I coach high school and middle school students 11 months out of the year. So I'm, you know, really trying to hammer home how important it is, not only on the recovery aspect, but the warm up side too. And, you know, I think when I was going through, <clears throat> when I was growing up and growing up in sports, it was all about like <laughs> static stretching movements and like sit there and stretch your hamstrings. And then after you work out, like, you know, whatever, stand there and stretch. And really the science kind of points to more of a dynamic type warm out, warm up, like you're talking about um, and really activating those muscles. And that's where your longevity come, comes into play. And that's what is going to allow you to like, kind of go the distance with, with your, you know, your hobby or your lifestyle in the fitness world. Exactly. I just, yeah. I just had a uh, question for Ben was, do you, do you stretch like before your workout and then immediately right after too? Or like, do you like to warm up, then stretch and then cool down, then stretch? So yeah, I, I, I will do some, I like to do the active stretching before. And what I'll do is I usually hop on, like we have some air bikes at the gym, like those like um, air bikes and rowers. And I usually like to hop on that for about five to 10 minutes because that does help me get a little breathing, get a little sweat going. It actually helps the muscles kind of stretch a little more as I'm doing my movements. And then afterwards, if I do have time before work, I'll, you know, do a cool down and do some, do some more stretching. But then when I come home, I do a thing that's, I don't know if you've heard of Romwad. It's a, it's, it's a subscription service. I've been doing it for about 10 years now. Um, and they, it's yoga pretty much. And it's everything you can do at home where it's it's poses and stuff like that so i try to stretch every night right before i go to bed too because i find if i stretch at night right before bed i wake up not as in if i don't i feel like i wake up in a big knot it doesn't take me as long to get loose in the morning that way yeah okay yeah because i always i always hear mixed things because you know the fitness industry and everyone the gym rats everyone always has a different way of doing everything and it's like i know some people are like no never stretch warm, always stretch cold or no, you shouldn't stretch cold, stretch warm. And it's, I know sometimes it can be like very confusing because I'll be doing a stretch. And I was like, no, you shouldn't do that. Should lift weights first, then stretch after or stretch in between each. I'm like, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I feel as, as, as you get older, I think it's, it's, you don't want to sound like a boat going into the harbor with everything creaking. I mean, you got, you got to stretch a little bit. Like you see 20 year olds hop on a, a bar. They probably can do that, but it's better to, 
for me personally, and I think as you get older, it's hop on a bike, get the heart rate going, get the blood flow going in your muscles, and then stretch some, and then and then slowly build up in weights or whatever you're doing that day. It'll help out a lot. Yeah, I always find that works for me. Either I do like 10 minutes on the bike or like five minutes hardcore on the rower, then I stretch, and it seems to ease everything better in than just going out there and rolling on like a foam roller when you're like solid. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that's all fantastic. And you're, you're right, Joel. I mean, it can get confusing and everybody has their own opinions, but, you know, we're going to go, this is gospel here. This, this episode right here, this is gospel folks. You can take it, you can take it here. You know, you heard it here first. Yeah, you (laughs) heard it here first, so you can take it here. So, uh, Joel, why don't you talk to us about one? I want to know about this recovery room at your gym that I saw on your Instagram stories this week. And then why don't you talk to us about your recovery tips? So the recovery room at the gym I go to, which is Good Life here in Canada, it's kind of like a new thing they started. All their Good Life gyms are being remodeled after this one. And basically you go in there and it's like everything you could think of. They have like tables for like, if you have a partner that wants to give you a massage, they have like every type of foam roller, they have massage guns. They have like, um, or um, what are those called? Those like big plastic bowls, like you see people like do sit ups on. They have those, but they like vibrate. A bow and then ball. They, yeah, and then they have um, the thing that I try that I've seen tons of people do. Is it's like it looks like uh, a big almost sleeping bag you put over your legs, and then it basically like inflates with air and it, like compresses your legs. And it's supposed to be really good for recovery, which I used it for a good 30, 40 minutes and. It definitely helped. I mean, I think you got to pick the right size too, because I didn't know there's different sizes. And I think mine was a little small. So it got a little tight around the groin area. But other than that, it was, it was really good. That sounds pretty high speed, man. My gym doesn't have a recovery room. That's, that sounds pretty fancy. Yeah. I mean, I, it's the first gym I've ever been to that has a recovery room, but it's definitely, uh, I'm definitely going to start using it more often now because it's definitely beneficial. And then um, I think for my uh, tip is, um, I have kind of two tips. One is the sauna. Um, I always know like after a workout, everyone's like, oh yeah, you should definitely ice or like get into a nice bath. And I've done a little reading and listening on podcasts and heard people talk about it. And they say almost like you should not do the cold plunge or not use ice immediately that heat is better for that. And I found the sauna is definitely the best thing, like, especially like recovery for like eating like cardio. I just feel I'm not as drained, but like just more, I feel a lot better when I come out of it. And I, I do 20 minutes almost after every workout. And then it gives me a chance to like, I can listen to, you know, audiobooks or podcasts while I'm in there. And then while I'm in there too, I'm also stretching and I have a, it's almost like a, uh, a metal massage ball I bring in there and it like always stays cold. And when I'm in there, I'm just like hammering my arms and legs with it as much as I can. So you're kind of getting like a two in one deal. Ariel or Ben, do you guys have any experience with saunas? Um, I mean, I do with powerlifting for cutting weight. So, I mean, for me, a sauna is like torture. But <laughs> I can I can understand his point too, though. You like loosen everything up, and yeah, I get it. 
I've also done, yeah, I've had experience in the sauna, but here in Texas, all I got to do is go out in the garage this time of year because <laughs> it's, it's the high yesterday was like 105. But uh, it is, it is a huge difference stretching when you're hot like that out there and it, you feel the muscles release about 10 times faster and it's just even the sweat. I, I know for some people it is torture because that's, <laughs> you're trying to cut weight, but then it's like that, that sweat, it almost, you feel a lot better when you leave there. I will say that. Oh, I was reading too. It was like, it says it promotes like really good uh, blood flow too, which definitely helps with inflammation. And then they were, um, you know, I can't really spit it verbatim, but they're talking about like heat shock proteins. And it just like, basically there's like no, you know, negatives of doing sauna. There's only, it seems to be positives. And I've been doing it like every day now for the last like two months. And fuck, I mean, I feel a thousand times better. That's awesome. Yeah. If folks are lucky enough to have a sauna at their gym, definitely hit it up. I've, I've enjoyed, uh, the gyms I've been to that have saunas post-workout and it almost, it almost is like a type of meditation. Once you get to, once you get over that hump of when things start getting uncomfortable, I, I kind of like it. So I get where you're coming yeah. from, man. It's definitely like a mental like fight too. Cause after that 15th minute mark, you're looking at your watch or your, your phone every three seconds. Like, Oh my God, is it 20 minutes yet? And it's been like, two minutes after you're like you start like basically negotiating with yourself you're like okay maybe just two more minutes a minute okay i won't look at the watch and 10 seconds later you're like oh my god it's hotter than africa in here yeah for sure but to ben's point i mean me ben and ariel all kind of live in the swamp of the united states right now and the past two weeks have been <laughs> like dude living on top of the surface of the sun so it's terrible man like what's an average temperature like in Texas there. Well, last but, week is it was over a hundred every day last week here. You too, Ben. Yeah, it was. It's been over a hundred. I mean, I, I'm getting in my truck. I mean, obviously the temperature on the truck is more, but I'll get in the truck sometimes. Start it'll say one sixteen when I first get in there. It's so crazy. All right, Americans do Fahrenheit. I forgot. Um, so I know thirty three Celsius is ninety one. So add whatever nine so degrees like to Fahrenheit to mid forties. Jesus. Yeah, it's hot, dude. It's dumb. And it's like That's super crazy. It's like it's it's hot and wet. It's the worst. Ugh. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah, you don't need a sauna if you live in Texas. Just go sit in your car for twenty minutes. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> no kidding. All right. I love it. Ariel, what do you got for us tonight? Round us out here. Um, so I've kind of talked about this before, um, with the ladies, but my tip is nutrition for recovery. Um, like I said before, when I talked about this, this is something that I'm notoriously bad for. My boyfriend reminds me all the time, like, did you eat? Don't forget to eat. You need to eat. And, um, especially when I'm in prep and I'm lifting really heavy weights and I'm pushing my body to do things that I definitely don't normally do. Um, eating is important. You need to fuel your lifts. You need to, well, you need to fuel your everyday existence, but you also need to fuel your lifts and what you're doing in the gym. So eating is, uh, super important, but also eating like good stuff. Um, not drinking whiskey every night <laughs> or <laughs> bush lattes. Um, yeah. <laughs> do as I say, not as I do, but, right. uh, yeah. Nutrition is super important. Um, make sure you're eating plenty of protein. Carbs are good. They're not your enemy. Also fats, fats are good. It's not your enemy. Um, drink plenty of water, 
but uh, starving yourself is is not the answer. And if you if you do go that route, you're definitely going to notice you're going to be sore, you're going to be tired, your lips are going to feel like shit. It's yeah, super important part in not only the gym but also life. Yeah, I mean your sleep is going to be terrible. Everything just kind of compounds and snowballs and gets even more terrible from there. And you know, after a real tough workout. I don't, I'm probably not alone in this. The last thing I want to do sometimes is, is eat and refuel. And until I started thinking at it as, as it like, as like refueling, uh, I do, I, I probably wasn't consuming enough, you know, protein and good fats after my workouts. Um, because I wasn't looking at it the right way. I was like, Oh, I'm just, I'm just not hungry. Or like, it's hot as hell in Georgia. Like my gym is in my shop and it's a, you know, it's a tin roof, building it's super hot i mean it's probably 105 degrees in there today and uh until i started looking at it like that i was like oh you you really have to be intentional about this and then you'll reap the benefits i think i think food especially like the nutrition part comes down to like whether you make it to the next level or not because like i i just never give a shit about or i mean oops i don't mean to cuss but I never, uh, I never here. used to really track my food or look at it that way. And then the minute that I started, like, you know, realizing what I put in my body, psh, the weight started coming off like easy. Like I'm down 47 pounds now since January. So it's like nutrition is key. And I know it can be a pain in the ass, but like you'll definitely get to the next level with proper like nutrition. So I, I actually, um, I did the pioneer powerlifting meet last year and in order to cut weight for that meet, I didn't have a coach to do nutrition. And so my dumbass cut out carbs. Um, so I made weight, no problem. But then I did my refeed after I made weight, which included a lot of carbs and I completely fucked myself, pardon my French, but <laughs> my stomach was, I was bloated. My stomach hurt. My lifts went terrible. I almost bombed out of the meat. Like nutrition is super important. You can't like starve yourself of like specific nutrients. Like that's not, that's not the move. <laughs> so yeah, definitely lessons learned there for sure. I, I saw Ben hang his head when you said you cut out carbs for right before your meet. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's yeah. we see we see that all the time in like the in CrossFit too at our gym. I mean we see a lot of ladies. It's like I'm I'm cut I'm cut, you know I need to lose weight, so they cut they literally cut out everything. They're like I'm not losing weight. I'm eating 800 calories a day. I don't know. So your body's in starvation mode. <laughs> you can't do anything at that. And it's like and they and they're like okay my wife because she's a nutrition coach as well. She'd be like, you need to eat this, this, and this. Double their calories, and they start dropping weight. And they're like, this doesn't make any sense. And then they lit, and their lifts go up, and everything goes up. But yeah, because you're right, carbs are not the enemy. And in Olympic weightlifting, it's if I have to cut weight or something, I start it months in advance, and just that way I don't change my carb intake or anything. I just barely tweak things. So if I need to lose a few pounds, it uh, it doesn't affect my lifts and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. It's all intertwined and it all builds on each other, man. And the more knowledge you have, the more streamlined your entire process can be. And, you know, we've all probably made some dumb mistakes and learned things the hard way, like Ariel's talking about along the way. And hopefully this can help some listeners out there. And, you know, if you got any questions, reach out to any of these folks here. 
um, you got some masters right here. Um, but I guess that kind of rounds us out this week. So, uh, Ben, where can folks find you on, on Instagram? Uh, my Instagram is, uh, it is at CrossFit Wolverine is my Instagram handle. So it's pretty, pretty it's one to remember. Is. Yeah, if you want to go see some badass mutton chops and, <laughs> and a strong ass dude, that's the place to do it. So give him a follow. Ariel, where can people find you? Um, well, it's hard to come after that, but mine is just ariel.l.d, which is my name. Nothing fancy, but yeah. <laughs> you want to see Ariel? <laughs> there you go. No superhero, but you still get a Disney princess reference. There, there you go. we go. <laughs> Joel, where can folks find you, man? Um, everyone can just find me at bear underscore Cote on Instagram. Um, then just Joel Cote on Facebook. I don't have any of the Twitter or TikTok or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I, I tried using my name Joel Cote on Instagram, but somebody had it no matter how many different times i typed it it's just like no name taken name taken name taken i was like all right well just going with the nickname bear there you go i love it man well guys i appreciate you guys jumping on this week um listeners we appreciate the hell out of you guys and we'll talk to you next week <laughs>